What's up, fam? Excited about this final conversation of season two of the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. Uh, we talk about contentment and we really uh, begin to dialogue, especially towards the end of this. You're, you're going to want to hang on because we, um, we talk about criticism and having a critical heart and uh, what to do if you're in that place. I, I share my own story, my own testimony of what God's done in my life and how I try to keep myself out of the headspace. So if you're a person that finds yourself critical or hypercritical of others or yourself, hang in. Uh, good conversation on being content coming up. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. We're back for one final episode, episode, episode. Season finale. Yeah, great. (laughs) I actually just watched a series finale of a show that I've been watching for a long time and their second to last episode was better than their series finale and so I'm kind of feeling some pressure. Yeah, I know. It (laughs) it is kind of a tough thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Um, feeling a little pressure after that awesome episode last week with you and Tara. (laughs) So let's do whatever we can to set the bar really low. Like, hey, it's going to be rough. (laughs) It's... You not, guys, you, sh- you guys shouldn't expect much. This is not like a big finale. We're just going to talk about Jesus and <laughs> right. stuff. Right? Yeah, for sure. And then you guys can go back and listen to many, many other episodes uh, from the catalog from season yeah. one and all of this season two. Absolutely, <laughs> and be on the lookout. We're going to be doing a bonus episode on uh, laments and yeah. just a lot of heavy things going on in our world. And so we want to give some specific time to that. So yeah. uh, look forward to that and uh, make sure you listen to that one too. But today we're going to talk about contentment Yes, uh, coming off of Pastor Shannon's green pastures. Yeah, green absolutely. Pastures. And I like that it's green and not greener pastures. I that's like, what we're going for. Yeah. I like the whole, I like the aesthetic of the graphic. I like the mark through the er. I like the whole, I like every bit of it. And I feel like this is timely for me, um, just some season shifting and things going on and summer comes, right? The summer is here. And so what does that look like to pack in more, 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 to need more, more, more? So like this whole series on contentment is good for me. I feel like it's just an ongoing thing for like life and Mm -hmm. like, for our walk with Jesus. Like it really is, I think a deep part of our walk to be content where we're at, because until we're like present in this moment, Mm -hmm. like we can't really receive all the beauty and blessing, um, and gifts that are, are here and available and and give him the glory that he's due for them. So it's, it's not something that, Hey, like we're going to dive into this for a, a month and, like fix this problem. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. It's this, hey, let's get some things in our soul. Let's release some things that we've been carrying, um, some anxieties, some pressures, um, some impure motives, right? There's a lot of things, some way we're seeing other people. Yeah. <laughs> so start shaking some stuff off and then hopefully build a practice that that's, you know, freeing our heart to, mm. to be with God in the moment right now where he's at, where he's called us and to, to love it. Yeah. 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 Well, we love Pastor Shannon in the house. We love him. Sure we thank do. him for 
um, coming and sharing his time. That and, dude loves the word of God oh and gosh. he knows the word of God. Um, I, I'm just always impressed with just how he just rolls. Yes. And just the scriptures just flow from his tongue. I got, yeah. anytime I'm around people like that, I'm like, I just want to be like, <laughs> I just want to do that. Like, I, I, yeah. I have to use, you know, the Kyle translation, which is <laughs> the heart of the message, but it is not word for word. Yeah. Um, well, and he's just I got a smile him. on his face, he like does. all the time. That like that joy of the Lord is just pouring out of yeah. him. Um, and so it's cool to to hear a message about contentment from somebody that you know has like been through some stuff, mm-hmm. not somebody who you like. You think, you know, we've gotten to hear him preach a bit. We've gotten to hear him um, teach from marriage conference and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it's not like he's not looking around going, well, it's easy for me to be content because my life is perfect. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, he's he's somebody who talks about it, maybe not exactly like Paul, but in the way that you can really receive. And he's just, I don't know, I just really... um, such a relatable dude. So we just, we love Pastor Shannon Eaton and thank him for this week's message. Um, Yeah. I heard from a lot of people it was on point for for their life, like in the moment, like Mm -hmm. needed it. And so that was uh, was really cool. So. Yeah, there are more than more than a few people in the house when he said you barely got here today or like you weren't going to get here today right. and you made it and God reminded you, you know, you're mm-hmm. here for a reason. And there is more than one amen yeah. coming out of the room for yeah, that, too. For so. sure. That's good. So, so many uh, good moments to, to chat on. So yeah. where, where do you want to get? Yeah, he's off? a he's a really quotable guy. Um, so I think probably the first thing in my notes and maybe. Um, maybe the first place that we'll go is just, I mean, he talked about, which I love, he defined his term, what is contentment? And I'm, I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm here for it when somebody really defines their terms and contentment is, um, Pastor Shannon's definition for us was one detached from outward circumstances and resources in oneself to meet every situation. Content is like, it's not about the circumstances, but you're just you're resourced in um, in the Lord, really. Yeah, that's that, where it was. He, it's he resourced. Yeah, he, he he brought that in. Like, hey, it's it's not in ourselves, and no. that's a super important differentiation. It is because, like, the world we're living in now, it's super. There's a lot of um, new age spirituality mm-hmm. and like. You are enough. Yes. Like, you know, a lot of mindfulness. You see a ton Mm -hmm. of stuff around that. And it's really about, okay, you don't have to be impacted. And and it's it's therapists and some of this new age spirituality that's kind of worked its way into the vocabulary Mm -hmm. of our society here in America. And um, Christians can pick up on that and find themselves slowly kind of finding themselves resourced in themselves outside of Christ. Right. And that's the reality of Christian meditation of the Christian thought life is to take every other thought captive and make it obedient to Christ and mm-hmm. to focus that Christ is all we need. And right. he and that was the title of his message, Christ is enough. Yeah. And that we are resourced that that God has provided all we need in himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is living inside of us. His spirit is living inside of us. We do have all we need now. And it's 
trusting in that and finding God's goodness in the midst of whatever where we feel like we lack or the struggles and insecurities and all the things that are going on around us that are not perfect and we wish were different and it's deep breath (laughs) delighting ourselves in in God. Yeah. And I think it sort of reminds me of this idea of like how self-help is just so rampant. Like, I mean, there's like millions and millions of dollars spent on self-help books and self-help, um, you know, uh, retreats and, and all of these different Mm -hmm. things. And, um, the point of self-help, if, if the point is just for you to be the best you, then we've gotten it wrong. The point of, of growing and learning and, and becoming a better version of ourselves is like to know God better. It's not about just being this amazing version of me. There is no amazing version of me without him. Um, and so that kind of leads into one of, one of my favorite things that he said on Sunday, which is like, Self-help generally is this whole idea of like, okay, I'm trying to answer a question. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the solution for this problem, right? Whatever this problem is in me or whatever this problem is I see in my life. And, um, I just love that he said, if God hasn't answered the question yet, the answer is not what he wants us focused on. Mm -hmm. It's not about the solution to the problem or the answer to the question. We think in very finite, temporary I mean, we're human, and mm-hmm. so we we're just we're very focused in the moment. And um, I think the other one of the things he he said was just about us viewing God as oh, like yeah. with human attributes, absolutely. And I think that it kind of goes with this because it's that it, those things are, are working together to see that God sees the beginning from the end, mm-hmm. and for us to to trust God in his goodness and character. And I think that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. Um, to trust him in his goodness of his character, that he has good plans for us, plans not to harm us. Like, you know, the Jeremiah 29, yeah. 11, hope for a future. But that was that, that Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, passage, everyone loves quote for, I know the plans I have for you, you know, say the Lord. Um, is in the midst of like right. <laughs> brutal situations yeah. um, um, for for the people and brutal consequences that are upon them yeah, and coming their way, and and no short period too the next mm-hmm. seventy years, um, and and God's saying no 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 through it all, this is God saying I know the plans I have for you right I know <laughs> you don't know yeah I know yeah. And, and isn't it cool how you is a plural you, that it's not all about me. It's not mm-hmm. about Christina Scott, right? It's not the Christina Scott show. It's not mm-hmm. the Kyle Nelson show. It's I know the plans I have for you, humanity. Mm-hmm. I know the plans I have for you, people who have turned to my face and are looking at me and are paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. I know the plans I have for you, those who have not turned to face me yet. Yeah. Like you, it's a, it's a big you. Yeah. It's not just the. 
Yeah, and I think it's we we have to really evaluate how we define success mm-hmm. for our life. For m- most people, I mean, like, help me out here. Like, h- how do most people define success for their life? Yeah, I would think um, uh, financially. I would think mm-hmm. um, a level of position in a job. I would think yeah. um, physically, like there, there's you know, yeah, there's certainly. a lot of physical things. Our society is particularly drawn to the physical. Yeah. Um, so whether that's health or whether that's appearance, yeah. Um, yeah, I think status. How many? You know, <laughs> I think even success can be um, sometimes looked at like as far as like fr- you know friends, like even just. Yeah. The the number of friends, not just the number of followers, but yeah, <laughs> living the good life, yeah. you know. Um vacation. Playing more than you work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many things. Um smart kids. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, kids who get into a great college. Right. They obey all the time. Oh yeah. Those kids don't exist. The ones who look really cute in a white shirt and white shorts <laughs> and it stays white shirt and white shorts because those are out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you guys let me know. Send me in your pictures yeah. of your kids in the pressed yeah. in the starched yeah. white shirt. My daughter woke up this morning and she's like, Daddy, I think there was a marker without a cap in my bed last night. Look at my bed and there's marker everywhere. Just like soaked in her princess sheets. I love that she says, so, Daddy, I think. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think I'm not sure happened. how it got there, Daddy. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but as as believers and and how does how does God define success for us? Yeah, I think it's it's our where our heart is, right? He looks at us and says, yeah. Who are you looking at? Yeah. Where yeah, where's your heart? What what are you trusting in? Yeah. What are you believing in? Mm-hmm. Um, are you being faithful to that which I've asked you yeah. and called you to? Um, How are you spending your time with me? Mm-hmm. Stewardship, yeah, for sure, of our, of our time. Um, just genuine love for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- those are not those are com- you know diabolically different yeah. Yeah. you know sets of lists <laughs> of what success is. And we find ourselves focused on all these other things, many of which we don't have control or we have little control over what our kids do, mm-hmm. what we look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have some control. We can brush our hair and stuff, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, we can work out the whole deal, but there, there's a lot of things that are out of our control um, that, hey, I'm not making, not going to make six figures or like whatever right. it might be. Um but hey, I can, I can, um, like through by God's spirit, I can be faithful to Him. I can turn my head towards Him. I can, um, I can steward well with what He's entrusted me. I can grow in my knowledge of the Son of God and just and love for Him and seeing that in humility. So, um, I think that begins to change things and it moves us away from kind of the three things that He, uh, Pastor Shannon, talked about of yeah. what when we're not content. Yeah, so when <clears throat> the I wrote it down a little differently, but he was like, when we're not content, we'll compare, compete, or criticize. Um, we'll find ourselves in a place to compare, in a place where we're competing, or a place where we're a place where we're criticizing. But we were we were built to cooperate. We were yeah. made to cooperate, and so 
comparing, we've talked a lot. I feel like we've talked a lot on yeah. this podcast about what comparison looks like. Yeah. So we don't need to spend a, I feel like we don't need to spend a ton of time there. Yeah. Um, do you, what about the competing one? Just for a second. Yeah. Do, I'm, I'm just one person. And so I don't know what's in everybody else's head. Do you, do you feel like you see people like competing with one another? It's like subconsciously competing or. I think that the comparison lends itself to competing pretty easily. Like those to me flow in to one another, um, in, in the way that, so like you are a parent of more than one child. I am a parent of more than one child. I hear them Mm -hmm. go from comparison, right? Like I hear them very quickly. It goes from comparison to competing. Like my job is harder. My chore is harder. My this and into, I can, you know what I mean? Like into those kinds of things and can be competing really, I think mostly for attention and affection. Yeah. There's a lot of, and, and, and in my conversations and in my, um, in my general interaction, the competition I see, I see mostly healthy competition. I see mostly people competing with themselves and not competing with others, but there's, there's some that where that, um, comparison, like what you have and what I don't have or what you have, why things seem easier for you. Then I feel like I'm competing. I think insecurity is a real thing that, Mm -hmm handful of people really confess they struggle with insecurity but everybody's insecure about mm-hmm. something for sure and usually more than one thing and i think yeah. that's what in the root of our hearts where these things are coming from yeah. um and it is it's it's that insecurity that hey i'm not secure in who i am i'm not content in right. who god has created me to be and um and that's not something that is a is a quick fix, but I do think there is deep moments of being with God mm-hmm. in which we truly embrace and understand and receive God loves me for me, mm. for who I am, not for who I wish I was, not for who I think I should be based on everybody, all these other examples. Yeah. But God loves me for me. Um, and therefore I, I love who he's created me to be. And that's a place that a very small minority of Christian adults get to. Right. And it's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey to get there. And I think we have this love-hate relationship with ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Because we, uh, at, at our best, we believe the best about ourselves and our intentions and what we can do. And at our worst, we we think we're just rotten piles of garbage, right. you know, who are unworthy of all love and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, yeah, of anything. Uh, of Much anything, the, right. The almighty God's love. <laughs> yeah. And so... I think returning to that place on a pretty regular basis, those quiet moments to live for his applause, to yeah. live for not just his applause, but his, his affirmation that he gives us as beloved sons and daughters of yeah. God, um, I think is, it becomes our dwelling place. You know, it becomes the way we start our day. Right. To live 
out of that affirmation, not fighting for it from applause of others or mm-hmm. whatever. And and I, and I have to regularly return to, uh, not, not daily, um, but maybe every other day, like returning to the, the Galatians passage. Like, am I now trying to win the applause of man yeah. or <laughs> of God? And um, I think from there we can begin to to f- find our, our contentment, our security in who God's called us to be, yeah. security in Christ, and then move away from this comparison and competing, yeah. you know, garbage. As you were saying that, it like this time with the Lord who reminds you who you are to Him, it reminds you who He is, and then it reminds you who, who you are because of Him um, and in light of Him. It reminded me, and I don't remember if it was a pastor friend of yours or if this was just you talking, but I feel like we had a conversation where you said, I had to get to the point or like I started to get excited about coming into the room and realizing I wasn't the best in the room about everything. Like there was somebody in the room, when you come into a room of other people, right? You're, we're talking about believers right yeah. now, but of anyone, yeah, yeah. you come into the room and some everybody in that room is going to be the best in that room at something. Yeah. The, the quote that I heard, I've never met a man who's not my superior at something. Yes. Yes. And it was from a person I actually did not, I, I have very little respect for. Well, there, oh, that's right. I remember the conversation now. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Again, have, not scripted, Fathom Beyond Sandy. Yeah, I have very little respect for this person, but that quote resonated with me and really changed the way I viewed people. Yeah. It really did. So there's a, a thing for chew up the meat and spit out the bones. <laughs> Even for people being like, it really did right. help me um, to just embrace a, a lifestyle of really caring in every conversation and, and learning through through each person of yes. what they they bring to the table because it is that cooperation that that we're better as the body of Christ built up knit together fashioned right. together Ephesians four says um, to 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 become the fullness of, of Christ not right. in one of us becoming the ultimate man but all of us maturing in Christ to to be this um, to be his body. Yeah, as you were saying that I just thought how much more energy and excitement do we have to go into a room full of other people when we spent that time with the Lord and he's like affirmed mm-hmm. to us who we are yeah. and then we don't go in to that that third C that criticize, right? Yeah. We don't go we don't like if we can stop when we can see ourselves in comparison or if we can stop when we see ourselves in in competition and and get right with the Lord, then we don't move into the mindset of criticism or stay in that space of criticism because that unfortunately is a place like once you're there, it's like really easy to stay there. Yeah, very true. And, and some of us personality-wise are more bent towards that. Right, right, right critique rather than and as a person who is among that personality type who if you're uh doing the myers-briggs if you're a judging (laughs) right right um type and and i see this in in one of my kids too that that their personality is bent towards that man does that have to just be pruned really deeply almost down to the roots (laughs) right (laughs) almost before it's pruned off um regularly um, because God has given each personality, let me just speak into this. As someone, yeah. God's given us that aspect of our personality in order to speak life, not death, to, to prune, to correct, 
to teach, to train. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that is rooted in um, what we have figured out and right. not what other people don't have figured out, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's major pride issues. But if it's been purified, refined, washed in the water of his word, washed and flowing through the guidance of his spirit and discernment to what is um, pure and lovely and beneficial and that leads to the building up of the body, it's it can be super helpful. Yeah. You're seeing things that other people don't see, but there's a lot of motives that have to be um, bathed mm-hmm. in the water of his word and discernment of his spirit and a lot of our heart that has to be searched in that process. And that's not a, a, a one trick. That, that's a daily journey to say, search me, God. See where the yes. wicked ways in me, like lead mm-hmm. me in the way everlasting. Um, and to, to make sure that we're not, you know, picking out all the splinters in everybody else's eyes and we've yeah. got all the logs in ourselves. And if you're a person that finds yourself, you would even call yourself hypercritical or you notice everything that's wrong. Um, you, you, you need to be on your knees. You need mm-hmm. to be thanking God for his mercy in your life. And you need to be the center in the corner banging your chest saying, woe is me. Um, yeah. I'm just speaking out of a man who's lived this and, you know, continues to just have to, to need this continually purified and refined in my own life. Um, who does teach and train and raise up and who sees uh, what's wrong as a leader and wants to correct and, and bring it to new life. Um, that's where I have to go, honestly, on, on, on the regular, um, or else it'll take the, the place of the joy of life and the beauty of relationships. Um, cause no one's ever good enough. No situation's ever perfect enough. And, uh, you hate your life. And uh, I don't want that for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that for you, person who's hypercritical, who right. God, there's actually something deep in that God wants to use for the building up of his kingdom. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe that's not you. Maybe you're not critical of everybody else, but maybe you're critical of yourself. Right. And um, you have not spent that time with Jesus to to truly deeply over and over again be affirmed that he loves you for who you are and, and who you are is beautiful and and who you are is lovely and um, you're gifted <clears throat> by God and you're created with purpose and intention. And um, if I'm your pastor, if I'm not, um, hear it from me today, you are. And um, it doesn't do a whole lot for to hear it from me, but I want you to hear that from the, you know, the voice of the Lord. So yeah. get alone with him and and receive that and be freed from a life of criticism. That's right. That's part of um, just that that idea of what criticism, like being in that headspace of criticism or being um, in that just, I don't know, kind of in that rut, really. It's like, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a rut that you get in. It's really where your focus is, is mm-hmm. wrong. Right. You just have the, your focus. So if you're hypercritical of yourself, then that means you're looking in the mirror a bit too much. Yep. It's not about you, yeah. Christina. <laughs> it's about, yeah. you know, it's, it's about him. And, um, one of the things that pastor Shannon said, like you're take your eyes off of the problem. If mm-hmm. you see yourself as the problem or you see others as the problem, or you see something that you, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. you take your eyes off the problem and put them back on the master. And that 
it's, yeah. it, it may not solve the problem, Mm-mm. but it sure makes the problem less important. But yeah, my perspective changes. And for me, what that looks like on a practical basis is when I'm feeling that, when I'm feeling the anxiety, the disgust, the frustration, mm-hmm. the overwhelmed. Yeah, just all and that agitation. Just over it, <laughs> all mm-hmm. the things. Yes. Like over, over it, it. <laughs> emotionally unwell Mm -hmm. if we're quite honest we're not okay Mm -hmm. that is when i am slipping away to a quiet room by myself or a long walk with jesus and um and i'm just getting some quote-unquote facetime yes (laughs) right um god's not showing up in like the clouds (laughs) for me or anything but that's just me i need to get my eyes fixed on on the father i need to get my eyes fixed on who he is and man whew, I come back from that walk I come I do not come out the same ever I've never walked in the same way I've walked out every yeah. single time and so if that's you yeah that's your to-do list yeah, right now that's right is go get there well because he doesn't have to show up in the clouds to show up and he will yeah. always show up yep like he draw near to me and mm-hmm. I'll draw near to you Yep. An expectant, willing heart yeah. is just a place. It's his playground. Like yeah. He just wants to be there and delight mm-hmm. in that time with you. So, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's our challenge for this week, right? Getting go. some face time with the Lord. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Let's go. Guys, it's the end of season two. It's so crazy. It's season two. I thought it was three. Is this three? It's definitely still season two. Is I've it really? been putting season two on the Okay. We'll <laughs> keep rolling with that. Show notes. I all of Jackie was season one. Okay. Now Christina's season two. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll see. Awesome. Yeah. So we just are really grateful that you've hung in there with us for the last like however many months. It's been great. Uh, since September. Thank you for welcoming me so graciously. You guys were so kind. Um, And we just, we love you. We're not going to stop praying for you just because it's summer break. Um, And we're not going to stop taking your questions. So remember that question and answer podcast I've been wanting to do for, I don't know, since January, you guys didn't ask any questions like none. (laughs) So we would love to come back. Um, when we come back in September, we would love to do a question and answer session. And maybe that'll be my, maybe that's my challenge over the summer is to gather your questions so we can do that in the fall. So I'm looking forward to coming back. I hope you guys have a great summer. If you, um, want prayer, you can always email Christina at fathom.church. You can, if you have questions, you can email those to info at fathom.church. If you need, um, if you don't know how to connect, you don't know what your next step is, you can always text the keyword fathom to 97,000 and follow the prompts. We are here even though um, we're not new. It, even though it's not new content in the summer, we are still definitely here. So we love you guys and we'll see you in September. Are you going to do your mild? <laughs>